Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. I don't think I'm on. Am I on now? I am now. Can you hear me now? Verizon should pay me for that. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I should do it like this. Can you hear me now? Okay. Okay. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being so gracious to us. Thank you for your faithfulness. And thank you for all this beautiful sunshine. And we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, um, this Kentucky Derby weekend. So last year I, I planned on going to the Kentucky Derby. Well, we're not going, but watching the Kentucky Derby because I love I love watching the Kentucky Derby. It's a kind of a tradition that that I kind of created. Me and Linda actually watched it last year. I went to I was going to watch it, so I, I went and bought some stuff for the horses, and I can go feed them later. But um, <clears throat> as I was at the feed store, I was like, Oh man, I need to. Uh, um, I just had this bill. I need to check the horses. I I drove by. I was going to drive by, and I drove by. Why are they all gathered around there in the middle of the pasture? And I look. I was like, "Where'd that baby come from?" And so, in the middle of a pouring down storm, one of our mares decided to have a baby on during the Kentucky Derby. So I totally missed the Kentucky Derby, but it was worth it because Miss Poppy May Seven was born, and we named her Poppy May Seven because he was born on. May 7th, right? So we ended up in a pop-up tent and get her out of the rain. And so so everyone's like, so you named her Poppy because of a pop-up tent. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Then they named her Poppy after the flower. But she's going, so it's her birthday. So say hey, how, hi to Poppy or happy birthday to Poppy today. But um, but um, while I got to watch the Kentucky Derby. Like I got to watch the whole thing. I got to watch all the stuff that goes along with the Kentucky Derby. Got to watch the race, and you know what? The favorite didn't win. Not only did the favorite not win, but the favorite got scratched, right? So you're like, well, I'm not a favorite. Good news, right? Good news for you, because sometimes it, the one who's not the favorite wins. Most of the time, the favorite, the one who's the favorite doesn't win, right? Even if they're scratched or not, right? So anyway, a little horse. We're watching the, we're watching the, the prelims, and 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 we're like, man, look at those horses. They got such great confirmation and so big and so strong. And then we seen this number eight horse go by and we're like, that's a little horse. Like the confirmation's good, but that's a little horse, you know, compared to everyone else. Like it's nice that it's here, you know. <laughs> and you know what? That that sucker won. Right. And so you can't always trust what your eyes see. Right? Because God, as we were studying with David lately, God doesn't always look at the physical appearance. He looks at the heart, right? He doesn't always look at the pedigree. He looks at the heart. And he knows far beyond what, what we do, right? So I got up this morning. I was all excited. And I was like, I'm planning to take Linda out to lunch later. And, and I told her, I'm like, get ready. And I was like, happy Mother's Day. I was so excited for today. Prepared my sermon for Mother's Day. 
Like, like I'm so excited I get to celebrate mom. Then I realize Mother's Day is next week. <laughs> well, you're right. So, so, so me and Landon, neither one realized that today wasn't Mother's Day, so I ain't going to tell her any different. I'll just celebrate her <laughs> twice, right? And so I'm just going to celebrate you moms twice, too, right? I'm going to do it from Romans. Surprise, surprise. We're going to go back to Romans 4 real quick. Happy Mother's Day early. So, I hope she don't figure it out till next week. I hope I don't figure it out till next week. You're going to text her? Okay. Yeah. So it says in Romans, we're in Romans chapter four, and I'm going to go in verse, thir start at verse 13. I think we're kind of there, right? Are anybody tired of Romans? No? Okay, good. Uh, if you don't like Romans and where we're going through, blame it on Timothy Moore. Okay. I'll give you his email address and his phone number. So the conversation I have with him that sparked the, um, what, you know, my interest in Romans again to this point where I'm stuck in it. So thank you, Jesus. So it says this, if it was not through the law, that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that it was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by works. That's not it. Uh, let me try it again. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by doing everything right. I did. I missed it again. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by by what? By what? By faith. For if those who live by the law are the heirs, faith has no value and the promise is worthless. Because the law brings wrath and where there is no law, there is no transgression. Now, I want to go back to it was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world what does the world mean it means cosmos in greek that that word right there and so i looked it up the greek word for world here is cosmos which means universe as well as a whole circle of earthly goods endowments advantages and pleasures oh wait a second what's he saying that god created the entire universe literally now, in the um, in the like for the rabbis and the Jewish people, they always say a blessing, right? There's there's a blessing for everything. Like there's a blessing to go to the bathroom, believe it or not, <laughs> right? You can't walk through a door if you're not looking at a mezuzah in the house or a mezuzah, and like there's a blessing for everything, right? But the blessing is, it starts out Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam. What is that? Blessed are you, O Lord God, King of the universe. What? 
we talk about the universe and we're like, oh, that's woo-woo. <laughs> yes, it is woo-woo. It's woo-woo, but it's woo-woo because you live in the universe. You live in the cosmos. You live in what God created. You know, there's something bigger than this planet. You know, if you went out in outer space and went way out in outer space and looked back, we'd be a little dot. And you know what? We're little dots on that little dot. This, this God's creation is so much greater than what we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we touch, what, what we feel. If you can see it, then it means it exists, right? So if you can't see it, it doesn't mean it means it don't exist, right? Did I, did I lose you? Right? So if, if I can't see it, it doesn't exist. Right? No. What? <laughs> I'm not right. So like, I can't see Saturn. I can't see Jupiter. I can't see Mars, so they don't exist. I can't see the stars. All of them. Like at the way in the back. I can't see all that stuff way back there, so it means it don't exist. I, I can't see branch from here. I can't see what, so it, no. But so much of the time, we just want to believe what we can see. We just want to live by the, the physical realm, which is what? What we see, what we hear, what we taste, what we touch, what we smell. And we put so much stock in it. When we have the creator of the universe, the 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 spirit, the energy, the being that causes universes and planets to come into being lives inside of us. How big is that? He's not just the creator of the universe, but he's the king of the universe. And when you get, get a hold of that, and how big he is, and, and how everything says that the, the cattle on a thousand hills is his, but not just the cat, the cattle, the hills is his too, right? All the stuff we got, all this stuff is temporary, but we're eternal. The real us is eternal and will last forever. And while we're here, though, we still have all the advantages of being sons and daughters of the most high God. LLEOM, right? But it wasn't given to us because we're good. Well, if I can do this, if I can do that, if I can deserve this, or if I can deserve that. And then we find ourselves on this little hamster wheel trying to gain something that we already got. Kind of kind of silly, isn't it? So so it was not through the law. Listen, it was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received not through law, obviously the promise that he would be heir of the world. Not through the law that Abraham and his offspring. What is that? Who's his offspring? Oh, that's the Jewish people, right? It's got to be the Jewish people. Well, wait a second. There's a, there, there's an Arab people too that come through Ishmael, right? So that they've got a blessing on them too, right? So it's just got to be it's either either the Arabs or the Jews, but mainly the Jews, right? Because the Isaac, right? So they're the ones, and through, through Abraham's seed, they're the ones who, you know that 5% of the population 
it, in America is Jewish, but over 50% of the millionaires in America are Jewish. I do the math on that. Why is that? And I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. It, it starts with their mamas. It starts with their mamas. What are you talking about? Starts with their dads. Starts with, you know that every Sabbath there's a blessing that's spoken over every kid. May the Lord make you, son, to be like Abraham, Isaac, and, and Israel. Or may the Lord make you to be like Ephraim and Manasseh. Or to, to the little girls, to the, to, to the young ladies. May the Lord make you to be like Sarah and, and Rebecca and Rachel and Leah. When you walk into the houses, there's mezuzahs on on the doorpost, there's blessings for everything. So everything you see is, I'm blessed when I come in and I'm blessed when I go out. I'm blessed in the city and I'm blessed in the field. Know what it starts with? Starts with focus, knowing who you are and whose you are. And guess what? You're the seed of Abraham too. And that's what he's saying right here, in heirs according to the promise. That's good news, right? So now listen. It was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world. You have to work for something that you inherited. I inherited a bunch of horses one time. Right? I didn't, I didn't have to work to get the horses, but it was a lot of work after I got them, right? But it was, here, these are yours. And you know what was funny? is like, it took me forever to grasp my head around the back, even when I saw them, when I'm feeding them and cleaning, cleaning the, the manure up and doing whatever I need to do. It took me forever to get into my head, these are mine. Because I kept looking, well, these, are, these were this dude's horses, so now I'm, I'm taking care of them, but no, they were given to me. And I had to take ownership of them. I, ha I had to feed them and I had to water them. And I had, and that's where God's promise is. He's like, I'm giving you this promise. And now I want you to take ownership of the fact that you're a son and a daughter of the most high God. That's not something you work for. This is something that I've given to you. You have inherited it. You are an heir. That's pretty cool, right? For it is by it. Okay, where am I at? Let me start over. Are you guys tired of this verse yet? <laughs> Just making sure, like we skim over these things so much, we miss so much. It was not, like I could just preach on that. Through the law, I could just preach on that. That Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir to the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. For if those who live by law are heirs, faith has no value, and the promise is worthless. Because law brings wrath, where there is no law, there is no transgression. 
therefore. Now, when you see therefore, what do you ask yourself? What's it there for? Therefore, the promise comes by faith so that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed to all Abraham's offspring, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham. Now, let's go back here. Therefore, the promise comes by faith. I'm in 16. So that it may be by grace and may be guaranteed. You know what guaranteed means? It's guaranteed. It's yours. I guarantee you. There's no doubt. I stand behind this. That's what God's saying. And it's guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring. Not only those who are of the law, but also those who are of the faith of Abraham. He is the father of us all. And you know what that means? If he's the father of, of us all, that it was not through the law that Abraham and his offspring received the promise that he would be heir of the world, but through the righteousness that comes by faith. You know what he's saying? Everything you got didn't come by your works. It come by his grace. Our righteousness doesn't come by works. It comes by his grace, his grace through faith. Everything that we have comes by his grace. And his grace isn't just a thing, but it's a person and his name's Jesus. Jesus is grace himself. He is love. The Bible says love is patient. Love is kind. Love is selfless. Love is all this thing. Love, God is love. So when you see love, you see God. You see God, you see Jesus. Jesus said, I and the Father are one. So when you see love, do you know what you see? You see Jesus. Jesus is patient. Jesus is fine. The Father is patient. The Father is kind. He's selfless. You know how selfless he is? They put themselves on that cross for us. That's how good of a God we have. That's how good of a father we have. That's how good Jesus is. And then throw it in and get the Holy Spirit too. Oh man, we're rich beyond measure. We lack nothing. Why? Because in him, we have everything. And we're heirs to everything. Spice says, let the weak say, I am strong. But the poor say, I'm rich. Why? Because we're one with him. We're one with him. He says, I will supply some of your needs if you're in a really destitute and having a hard time. Is that not what it says? I will supply some of your needs if you'll work really hard. I'll supply some of your needs as long as we're not in a recession. As long as there's a, a Republican or a Democrat president, as long as Congress is good, I will supply your needs then. There's a condition, right? No, he, it's not what it says. I will supply oh. how many? Oh. All your needs. Whose needs? Your needs. According to what? According to his riches, in who? In Christ Jesus. 
Now that's real important because what is not according to your bank account, not according to inflation, not according to what's happening on the outside, what you see here, smell, taste, touch, or see, but according to his riches. Do you know that God's really worried about the inflation right now? <laughs> you know what he said? We got to buy gold because we got to get ahead. Wait a second, our streets are made of gold. I guess we're okay there. So we got to find something else. Maybe we need to move our stocks around or do index funds, or maybe we need to pull money out of the stocks and we got to do. That's really real. Maybe we need to do real estate. Wait a second, I own everything. Ain't worried about nothing. And he says, you're one with him. If God owns everything, that means that if you're one with him and you're heirs according to him, that means that you have access to everything. So that's why he says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in Christ Jesus, in glory in Christ Jesus. That's good news. Why worry? What do we got to worry about then? That changes everything. Well, now what's significant about being in him? In Hebrew, when when you're a son, it's called a uh, they call the bar. Not like a bar, like I gotta jump over this bar, or not like the bar, like I gotta go up to the salad bar or or whatever, right? Or go to the bar, right? But bar's son, right? So so when you say, when Jesus was saying, I'm a son of God, and he was healing on the Sabbath, and they're trying to kill him, he's like, why are you trying to kill me? Because I'm healing on the Sabbath? And he's like, no, because you said you're a son of God. Why would they want to kill him? Because he said he was a son of God. Because to the Hebrew mind, to that mindset, when you are a son, that means that you are equal to the father and that you have everything that the father has. You know what he was saying? I am equal to Elohim. I am equal to Yahweh. That I am that I am. And I have everything that he has. And I am everything that he is. Oh, that's blasphemy. We're going to kill you. Now, as believers, he said that we're joint heirs with Christ. He said that we are sons of God. You know what that means? That we're co-equal. We're one with him. Ooh, that'll get us stoned in a lot of places. But I didn't say it. Jesus said it. Knowing your identity, knowing who you are, knowing what God wants to do in your life, right? And who you are, the biggest thing. So where am I at? I'm in 17. Thank you. As it is written, as it is what? As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God in whom he believed in God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. You have something dead in your life? Something that thinks hopeless? Have some that thinks that, that there's no way. That's why what Jesus said, let the weak say, I'm strong. Really, what you're, you're not saying what's not. You're saying what really is. Because you're not seeing, you're not seeing with the flesh, but you're seeing in the spirit. 
Now, this is what sums up the entire book of Romans. Like, this is why we have the book of Romans, because there's these dudes, they're called the Judaizers. Why were they called Judaizers? Because these people would come to Jesus, and they'd like, it's great that you received Jesus. It's great that you have forgiveness of sins. It's great that, that you have everything you need. That's all wonderful, but now you got to get circumcised, or none of that means anything. Now you've got to put a work to the free gift that you got. If you want to keep that free gift, that's madness. Like Jesus come into my heart, and then I mess up. He opts out. Jesus come back into my heart. He comes back in. Like he'd be so busy going like this, like this. Like in my life, I'm in trouble. Like you see how silly that is. Like what's the point? But that's what they're trying to do. And so God's trying to tell him, Paul's trying to tell him, and he needs to explain it to him. It was not through the law. Before the law, Abraham was. And when we grasp that, that changes our entire life. Now, I love, I'm going to go back here to, um, to Genesis. And I, and I already, already, uh, I love Genesis. Actually, let me read this, just a few more verses down. Against all hope, 18 says, against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. And so become the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. So shall your offspring be. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead, since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in faith and gave glory to God. Listen, against all hope. All hope. Imagine they had to have given up a long time ago. When, when they left, before they left, the, when they left Earth, you're like, where's Earth? Uh, or that way, right? Or Italian. They come from a place that was polytheistic or whatever they call it. Like they had, they, they, they worshiped many gods. But in fact, Yitzka, she'd later be changed her name from Yitzka to Sarai. And from Sarai to, God changed her name to what? Sarah. But, but Yitzka literally destroyed all the idols in her father's house. And chose the one God. We talk about Abraham all the time. But Sarah was a woman of God. She's a woman that had great, great, great love and great grace and great support. She picked up when, it, when God said to Abraham, to Abram, get up and leave your father's house and leave this place and go to a land that I'll show you. Do you know what she said? Well, what about my family? What about my mom and my dad? What about this? No, he goes to, hey, God said, he, she said, let's go, boy. I would, I would even wonder if she wasn't a big driving force of support in his life while he was doing that. Because I tell you something, men, we're nothing without our wives. We're nothing without the women that God's put in our lives. That's where our strength and where, where there's a backbone and a fortitude and, and a goodness that comes from having a relationship and having them in our lives. Without them, we'd be lost. 
He said, leave. I want you to go. I want you to follow. 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 Go. Maybe she wasn't following. Maybe she was leading too. Here they go. Do you know what they did? They left. Not just Abram, but she went with him. They went through all kinds of stuff and still they have one thing on their heart. You know what that was? Have offspring, have a son that they could pass things on. And it says this, even when they were so old that they shouldn't have an offspring, even when Sarah's womb was dead, they realized he's a God who gives life to the dead all things that are not as though they were. No, I did. He changed their name. He changed what they were looking at. Don't look at your circumstance. I want you to look at the sand so it'll be an offspring. But you don't look at the circumstances. Look at the stars. Look, I'm the one who spoke those stars into existence. Look at me. Trust me. Sarah had to partake in this process from the get-go. He is the father in the sight of God in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of many nations. Just as it has been said to him, so shall your offspring be without weakening in his face Faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old, and that Sarah's womb was also dead. Dead. Yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. You know what it says? That he faced the fact. He didn't deny, yeah, we're old. Her womb's dead. Like, we can't, we ain't got nothing left. We're done. I see that situation. I allow that that's a possibility, but you know what? I choose it, what God said. I know this finances look like this, but God said, I'll supply all your needs according to their, my riches and glory. I know the doctor gave a really bad report. I see that. I know that that's a possibility, but I'm going to tell you something. God's word said, by his stripes, I am healed. Amen. Whose report are you going to believe? I'm not saying deny what you're seeing. I'm saying, okay, yeah, this is what I'm going through. This is what I see. But let the weak say, I'm strong. Let the poor say, I'm rich. Not because of what I did, but because God said it. And he's no respecter of persons. If he can do that for Abraham and Sarah, he can do that for you. And the scripture says we even have a better covenant. 
because it's not sealed with the blood of animals, but it's sealed with the blood of Jesus himself. That, my friends, family, that's good news. You can hang your hat on it. Amen? Mm -hmm. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us, and we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.com. Dot O-R-G.